What's up, y'all? We back again to Who That Serving in My City. I'm very excited to introduce to you who we'll be having today as our guest. She's from Jackson, Mississippi. She graduated from the University of Mississippi Ole Miss with a major in psychology and a minor in gender studies. Her long-term goal is to get her PhD in clinical psychology and to advocate for mental health in black communities and schools. Um, I welcome, we welcome Chantel Sales. I love her so much and serving alongside of her this year as a team leader has been both a fun and learning experience for me. And before we dive into the episode of what me and Robin talked about with her, I want to give a quick shout out to the Dean's Council, Charlie, Chad. Me and Chantel had the opportunity to fly to Boston for a supercharger about a month ago. And in that space, we discussed how to improve like the AmeriCorps member experience, mental health, well-being, etc. We truly enjoyed ourselves and got to connect with beautiful people. And it was just amazing energy that moved us in a way that we can't really put to words. So with that being said, let's dive in. It teaches us something new. Hundreds of micro lessons we file away in the back of our minds as we're rushing from one classroom to the next. But as City Year alumni tells us again and again, when our service year is over, these lessons will become precious gems of wisdom. You can ask me. (laughs) Hard earned and more influential on our life choices than we can imagine. So even though we can't see it right now, know what you're doing has an impact. Okay. So, (laughs) having already completing one service year, what is one lesson you learned in your first city year that has become a precious gem of wisdom in your second so what have you learned in your first year you've been using in your second Uh, year well let me just say this before i jump into it the whole drink a lot of water thing (laughs) listen when you drink a lot of water, you have to pee a lot. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you can't be in the classroom <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, hey, maybe I want coffee over water. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to deal. <laughs> so, the whole drink a lot of water thing, yes, take care of your body. But, baby, you're going to have to pee a lot. Um, but, no, on a serious note, I think one lesson I've taken from last year, my first year as an AmeriCorps member, is patience as a human mm-hmm. being. Um so last year I was placed at Langston Hughes Academy and I was with kindergartners all day, um, mornings, afternoons, for after school. I was with kindergartners like all day. So what I really had to learn was patience because when you're dealing with uh, ages five through seven, mm. that's all you need basically is patience because these babies... They don't know everything, mm-hmm. and they're very emotional. They're eager to learn, but they're also trying to learn out who they are as, like, human creatures, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's them just jumping around the classroom, like, ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it really helped me learn how to be a better leader like now in my second year because I feel like I'm way more patient with my students, with, mm-hmm. um, with my team, with other adults. It's just because coming straight out of college into this, of course, I had like some sense of patience, but like being in the workforce and working with children, I had to like embrace it more like take a second like Chantel. Okay, they might not know two plus two equals four, but they will get it. it yeah, they will get it. Like, baby, mm. if I have two fingers over here and two over here, right, how many right. do I have? And I man, took, just patient. Mm-hmm. To piggyback off that, um, me being an alumni and learning from my first year with City Year was patience and. Learning that or understanding that this is a process. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. it was like, we need to get it now when I'm teaching it. And that's it. And we're going to move on tomorrow. Right. But learning that I'm going to have to pull it back and let's take baby steps. And we're mm-hmm. going to gradually work towards this. And it's not going to look the same every day. That's that patience. Right. And... You know, just taking what they give you and adding that finesse, that patience with it so, you know, that they can be successful. And that's for me, like, they're not going to get it right away and knowing and understanding that it's going to take them time. Right. Right. Because when, like, coming in straight out of college, you go into this and you work with kindergartners. You're Mm -hmm. thinking... Okay, this is going to be easy. I can teach them math. They're going to get this. Like, they're young. They can absorb stuff, like, very easily. No. I had to, like, really speak to myself. I'm like, Chantel, these babies, they don't learn how you learn mm-hmm. this. They don't mm-hmm. comprehend how you comprehend yeah, this. Everything is different. And it's a whole so new way different. of teaching math, teaching right. English. And let me so. tell you, it's... I don't know if it's Louisiana's education or New Orleans education, but it's totally different from what I was raised mm-hmm. on in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. The way we multiply, the way we do fractions, the way we do number buns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I feel like you just have to be understanding of people regardless of their age um, because not everyone's like you and just be patient with others. And another thing, a child might not need your help that day, mm. but they might find you in about a week or a couple of days saying, hey, Miss Chantel, can you help me? Mm-hmm. My grade not looking right, and I really need your help. And instead of me being like, baby, didn't I try to help you a week ago? Mm. I have to learn patience and say, finally, okay, you're seeking help. Yes. That's progress. Mm. And so my whole mindset has changed from leaving college Entering my first year as an AmeriCorps member and now as a team lead, I feel like the patience thing has stuck with me and it's working for me. Yeah, and that's interesting, Chantel. Um, so in your first year, you work with kindergartners. Who do you work with now and how is uh, your patience different from working with kindergartners to a different grade level? Mm. So now at Phyllis Wheatley, I work with fifth graders, RTI, ELA. So that's um, response to understanding. And that's working with like language arts and things on the computer, like working on sentence structure and all of that. And I also do that with eighth graders. Mm. Um, But I'm primarily 
with the eighth graders now more than I am with the fifth graders. And boy, I tell you, <laughs> is it yeah. a change? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the kindergartners, you can always do the little cute stuff, like the cute call to response, like mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese, and then they respond, everybody freeze. <laughs> I say that to my eighth graders now, they're going to look at me like Miss Chantel. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> they don't feel that. Right. But what I've noticed is the difference between the kindergartners and the fifth and eighth graders is kindergartners. All of this is new to them. Learning is new to them. They're going to give your attention. They they want to count all the way to 100. Say, hey, I can count to 100. Or they want to know the days of the week, the months of the year. They're excited to do all of that. But when I got to middle school, Phyllis Wheatley, I was so eager to be with like older students and like really get where they're coming from in life as preteens and getting them prepared for high school because I know the the gap between the writing skills mm-hmm. and the math skills coming from middle school to high school. Mm. But I was so eager and so ready to start with them and I'm still am. It's just my eighth grade and my fifth grade is it's it's like they're unmotivated in a way. Mm. But to me, that's a challenge because how do I get you motivated? Like, Mm -hmm. in what way can I help you reach your academic goals? In what way can I help you reach your dreams? You want to do music? You want to be a producer? Fine, let's do that. Baby, to be a producer, you got to learn some engineering stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have to go to math class. Right. Right. You got to go to a lot of college. I, I believe, like, what you're doing, just, like, referencing that and and framing that putting them in the forefront like you want to be this producer you want to be this rapper well we need x y and z to get there Mm -hmm. and here's how we get there by going to that math class attending that english class getting those good grades so like making sure like we know their goals and we know the students we work with them all day every day and now let's circle it back to something that they relate to yeah so like my question for you is like i know you're like a tl and so what what would you do or how because i know sometimes we get um mixed up our grades fluctuate throughout the day Mm -hmm. sometimes um we may just get the luck of the draw where you're placed with first grade in the morning and sixth grade in the afternoon. Like, how do you or motive, even motivate your core members to, with that different age group like you did, even though you had a year difference of it? Mm-hmm. What, what does it look like in the same day when they have two different age groups in the same day? I think... What, what would you say <laughs> to get them through, you know, or help them? Honestly, with so I feel it's weekly. Um, those who are placed in middle school, we also do work with lower schools, mm-hmm. so we all um, work with all ages. And I think for my middle school team and also myself, when we do go downstairs to the lower school kids, mm-hmm. it's like, <sighs> like a breath of fresh air. Not saying the middle schoolers aren't. It's just. It's just a, yeah. I don't know. It's a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. because the little ones, there's like I said before, they're so eager to learn, 
And then when we get upstairs, it's like, okay, we got to get a little tough on them. Mm -hmm. We got to get a little strict because we know the challenges they're going to reach when they, like, hit high school. We know that we have to help them on these writing skills and stuff like that. So with my core members, what we do, we try to just motivate each other saying mm-hmm. hey i got you we're gonna get through this we try to share resources Not, yeah was, we try sad. to as teachers mm-hmm. we're always asking the teachers like hey can i ask you about this student like i need help is this student supposed to be doing this blah blah should they be like what's the way to help this student yeah. So you bring up uh, another good point. Um, She's just bringing up a lot. Yeah, huh? she is, and it's just like <laughs> when someone who doesn't know this work and they yeah. they see it for face value, it's just like, well, it's this outside organization come in. How is the school relationship and the you know city year relationship? But you explain it like it's all a community. Like you can mm-hmm. go to the teachers, ask for help. How's the relationship with city year and the school community? It's it's very interesting, and mm-hmm. I've had two separate experiences. Yeah. Um, but I'll speak on this current one at Phyllis Wheatley. It's I feel like our opinions are being heard, mm-hmm. our voices are being heard by school leaders. Um, they're taking our concerns very seriously, and we're lucky to have Cedar Year alums as teachers that we can go to who understand like where we coming from who can also advocate uh, advocate for us to other teachers saying hey city year they work all day they don't make that much money like how can we best support them right (laughs) so it's good to have teachers who are established and who are also city year alums who are advocating for us Mm -hmm. and who also like helps us and sometimes with the school partnership it can be rocky because, of course, you feel like, well, I don't work for the school. I work for City Year. Mm-hmm. But you have to learn that you have to be a part of the school's culture mm-hmm. and part of their team. And it's a lot of adapting and a lot of relationship building. And right. it's a working process. Everything, of course, we all have different views different opinions and different ways of doing things but as growing professionals and growing leaders we're trying to meet those accommodations of the schools and our students Mm -hmm. and we always try to put our students needs first like we understand the school is trying their best and do stuff but we also know that we have to do was best for our students that we're serving mm-hmm. at our sites. So, school partner relationship is something that's progressing and mm-hmm. something that can be a good thing. And I always say, give them your voice. Let them know. Never, like, shy away from the problem. If you see something, speak up. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling my team that from day one, and I think they've done that very well they've held meetings with deans Mm. because of certain situations they met with the principal they met with school directors and i couldn't be more proud and i'm hearing like there's an open line of communication Mm -hmm. between city year and the school oh yeah we have group tests so we have a group test with the middle school on city year team and the deans Mm -hmm. and then lower school are a part of their group I'm a part of the eighth um the eighth grade group chat, 
the fifth grade group chat, and then my other core members are a part of like a hundred. Uh, it's, like right. yeah. it's like so a hundred. It's like a hundred. So we all connected. Right. Yeah. We're connected. always like texting. Yeah. And- good, good. So, so it's, it's, it's constant communication. There's no really no gray areas. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. And um, before I ask this question, just wanted to clarify that Chantel is a second year team leader. And kind of like the difference between like a first year and a second year AmeriCorps City Year member is as a team leader, she manages and coaches a group (laughs) of first year AmeriCorps members and her team has at least eight, eight people. Yes. And speaking on that, like you have the the roles and the leadership responsibilities that you take on are vastly different. Uh, just to kind of like also brag on Chantel a little bit. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a surprise. <laughs> um, one of my core members, I had a conversation with her maybe last week. Wait, And what? we had a conversation about inf- affinity groups. And, like, the core members had chances to, like, write on a slip of paper, like, what type of groups they wanted to have, like, within that city or professional development space. And one of my core members wrote Black Women, in parentheses, led by Chantel. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that made me smile, but I think it speaks to the impact that she does have like on city here and on like other people so with that being said what kind of skills and experiences <laughs> it left got me weak uh, are you gaining now in your second year as a leader to first year americorps members that you would have missed had you not come back Ooh. That's a, that's, that's a good question. That's that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good um, question. I think, so last year, I grew as a person. I grew as a woman. Um, mm. I found myself going through that little transition phase, like leaving college, becoming an adult, and I grew as a person. And most of that is due to City Year because City Year humbled me, um, living on a low poverty stipend, working long hours, creating these bonds with students, like learning different skills, um, leading a class, perfecting my skills in Microsoft and Google mm. Doc, Google PowerPoint, God, like Google everything. Google is running things. <laughs> yes, yeah. I perfected everything <laughs> in that. But this year, I've seen myself grow as a leader. So last year, I saw myself grow as a person. I'm seeing myself grow as a leader this year. And that's due to the fact, well, first, so I have an impact manager who's at two schools. Um, So he's at my school two days of the week, and then he's at the other school two days of the week. Normally, we have IMs um, at each school. So that, and that in itself just it motivated me like okay Chantel you just can't fly by this year you just can't it's really time to step up I was like you're gonna have to put the big girl shoes on and Mm -hmm. step up and 
honestly, I'm. I can say I'm proud of myself. Um, right? Is that too? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we're proud of you too. Uh, too. Yeah. Right. So skills I've learned is just listening to people, um, mediating things. I've become very confident in being more decisive and bringing up concerns to school directors. Last year, I would have been like, I would have been like, ugh, I I can't speak to the school director. Like, mm. little old me, like, mm. uh, like she's not going to know who I am. Um, She's not going to respect me or my opinions. But now this year, I'm like, okay, my team... My team doesn't feel okay right now. My team has plenty of concerns. I need to take care of this because as a team leader, I want them to feel comfortable in their workplace because we are dealing with young adults coming in the workplace at an age where they're trying to figure their lives out. And I want them to be comfortable, but I also want to motivate them and help them reach a professional level in a certain leadership level. And... Man, I'm learning day by day. I'm still gaining skills. I really can't say, like, what skills I've gained. I'm just progressing, like, all of them. And perseverance, man. Like, you just got to push through. And that's what I'm doing. But most definitely Google Slides, Google Dog, Google PowerPoint, Google Calendar. I've gotten very... um, skilled in it but also just being comfortable talking into like in front of a large amount of people because with kindergartners they never judge like my handwriting or if I say something wrong blah blah but now like going to different conferences and just being in front of people more is just I'm grown as a leader. And I'm like, well, dang. Yeah, Is this adulthood? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm an adult now. Things you listed, it does encompass of a leader. You know, you're working on your public speaking skills. Yeah. You're creating a safe space for your team and your members to come and talk to. And that's very important. Speaking back on the mental issue. Um, yeah. As well as you're coming very tech savvy and, mm. you know, different things that you probably I wouldn't know. have used or you know thought to you so city year is is it seems like it's working out and having a good good <laughs> impact on you and growing you as well dope mm-hmm. and from the beginning of when the team leaders gathered this june i believe till now i have seen chantelle like progress and step up because what she's doing is not easy (laughs) (laughs) um with her im being split between two schools and that like it's she has to take that step up to have those challenging conversations Mm -hmm. to um you know mediate those situations between like maybe a core member and staff Mm -hmm. like it'll be all her in those moments right yeah and if she doesn't do that, who will? Well, exactly. Yeah. And that creates friction. And, right. you know, people don't feel as comfortable to come and talk to, or even make their issues apparent or aware. Yeah. You're aware and I think one thing my team has dealt with, with having like an IM at two schools is, well, I need someone here every day who's going to, who can I vent to? Like, mm-hmm. who can I... Who can I just tell all my problems to? Like, first year as an AmeriCorps member, 
it it can be challenging. Yeah. It can be rocky. And that's another reason why I chose to come back for a second year. Because I wanted to be the person I know they need in mm-hmm. the first year. I wanted to be the shoulder they can lean on. I wanted to be the ear they can talk to. I wanted to be... An example, and I want to just be the person that can just be there, be like, hey, I know it's tough, I know it's rough, but let's remind ourselves of why we serve these students. Like, we're mm. watching these students like learn and grow intellectually. Like, that in itself is an honor and a privilege to watch these children grow up. And, but I also get like the other like factors coming in low income, long hours, mental health. Sometimes you're dealing with students who are so unmotivated to learn. You question, like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be there for the next core to come in so they know, hey, okay, Chantel got through it. Okay, maybe I can get through it. And Man, that's all. I I try to be very transparent with my team. Like, hey, trust me, I know. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, a easy breezy first year. I don't know about y'all, but it was, was kind of rocky. Mm-hmm. But I think now I feel more prepared and I feel more willing to, like, just help my team and even this court, anybody in CDR first year like just be the shoulder and be the ears yeah and who was that person for you in your first year <laughs> see so actually or people <laughs> when I first got placed in kindergarten I had this lead teacher and she actually ended up um, being moved upstairs to middle school with seventh grade or sixth grade whatever so we had a new league teacher, Lori Ivory. Um, she's a city year alum, so she Woo! served yes. at La- <laughs> So she served <laughs> at the school. The yes, affiliated. <laughs> she serves um in the school the year before me, and now she was a co teacher, and then they hired her as a lead teacher. Wow. And that's another thing. These schools love City Year alums because they know we can do the work. Mm-hmm. They know we've done the work. Yeah. Um, so just having her, like, be understanding, having her as a lead teacher, like, she she got it. Like, whenever she see me, like, not myself, she like, Chantel, you okay? Like, what's going on? Um, and she probably don't want me to say this, but Lori actually, like, she'll give me, like, gifts, like, monthly gifts like every like month and I'm like Lori like don't spoil me now Mm -hmm. but just by her knowing the struggle of this Mm -hmm. job and this organization but also the beauty in it she just wants to like be there for me Mm -hmm. and I appreciate Lori so much for that Mm -hmm. and I always go visit her my kindergarten babies at least like every two weeks um, Friend, you just sparked an idea in my right. head because at Osborne this year we don't have ATL. So, yeah. um, you know, I make it, you know, I make it to the city year office just to check in and to see how the core members are doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think just being more intentional about making sure that they're okay and like really, um, you know, helping them out, even if they don't address it, just 
right. still like do. Good? Like yeah. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Maybe just Play little twice sm- if you need my help. Small <laughs> gestures or whatnot. Right. Yeah, just being very intentional and checking on, checking on that city here. Yeah. But you know, another thing I think that like really helped me through last year, like the people I had to lean on was my roommates because mm-hmm. all three of us we're doing city year like our first year yeah. when we got home it boy did was, we be Robbie was telling me about that <laughs> that was like yeah. the, that was the best cool form of yes. city year therapy for uh-huh. me wow. was like just being able to vent and all three of us was at three different, different schools school, three different Dang. experiences positions nothing the same. like all of that mm-hmm. and we just all just vented to one another right. <laughs> we was like yeah, I get your pain. So, just having roommates who were understanding and who got me because I feel like if I didn't have roommates who did that job and I wanted mm-hmm. to come home to vent, but they didn't get me, yeah, it probably I don't know that sisterhood, right? Yeah. So, my roommates, Lori. And my team last year, not to brag, but Langston Hughes City Year Team 2018-2019 was the best team ever. Oh, no. Not about We were the champions of the Crazy City Year Challenge. Excuse me, who's running the podcast? Osborne. Osborne, okay. LHA, year 18-2019. But just having people to vent to and people mm-hmm. who who want to listen. Yeah. People who like who didn't want to like brush you off and like, well, you still got a job to do. But people who actually understand like, yeah, girl, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I get it. So Right. And before I ask my last my last question, yeah. Like when I wanna ask you this, when was do, can you recall an exact moment that you knew you were coming back? Back, it, yeah. Like, if you oh, could pinpoint yeah. it, like, what was, what was like, oh, yeah, I'm coming I'm back. I'm coming back. Yeah. I gotta do this again. Man. Yeah, because like you said, like, we were on a stipend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we work long hours. Yeah. Sometimes we don't get the recognition. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then sometimes you know, every day is not picture perfect, and your jobs do change. Yeah. So, so yeah, like yeah. if you could tell people like why and when, it was it was with the babies. It was with my kindergartners. <laughs> they man, they got to me, bro. They softened me up. I came in <laughs> straight out of college. You couldn't tell me nothing. I just moved from Mississippi to New Orleans. Right, New Orleans. And I get to these babies and they all, hi, Michelle. And I'm like, oh. But I remember, so Lori and I, we were teaching this poem by County Color, um, Hey Black Child. Oh, I know that. And it was for, I think, a black history program or, yeah, it was something around like February or something. And those babies learned that poem. Like, every day we was rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing it. Um, they went home for homework. They're rehearsing it. We were printing it on the back of homework sheets every day, putting it in their folders. And... One day, so in the back of my mind, I always knew, okay, maybe I can't come back, you know, second year, you know, 
if I'm being real, get that educational grant again, oh, yeah. pay, mm-hmm. you know, pay for grad school, you know, further my leadership skills. Like, let me see what city it has to offer. I wasn't ready to leave New Orleans just yet. Um, but what really got me say, okay, I'm applying BTL is when those babies got up in front of me and Lori and they recited that whole poem and the look on the face, they was understanding the words they were saying like, hey, black child, do you know who you are? Do you know who you really are? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is like our future, like in front of us, black children learning about the goodness of their blackness, the power of their blackness. And I'm like, okay. They they need more young people in the school mm-hmm. to like be there for these babies. And not only the babies, but for middle school. Right. And I'm like, the middle school is needed as well. So just deciding to work with middle school this year, well, it's it's the children. I don't know. It's it's seeing them grow intellectually, like I said before. It's seeing them grow as individuals, learning who they are, learning like what excites them, what mm-hmm. subjects they like. The ones I had two eighth graders, they almost got into an argument over math, and I was like, "Oh wait, Whoa. right?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, let me roll with this." I'm, I didn't even stop them. Like they were arguing over a math problem. I'm like. That's progress right mm-hmm. there. But just, they need young people in the school who look like them because representation matters. These students we serve, they're different type of students because New Orleans students are dealing with a lot of trauma. I have eighth graders who are basically not only the big brother, but he's helping the household. Mm-hmm. He's making sure his siblings get up for school and get it on time, make sure he's taking his um, siblings back home after school, and then he comes back to play uh, an after-school sport. It's They need young people to like help guide them because we know the struggles of going to college, being young, black, in the world, and they just need our guidance. And I said, man... This it. Let me come on another year. And then also the other part about just want to be here for the core. Like, be that voice and mm-hmm. be the shoulder like the core can lean on. Because I have gone through this. And I feel like if you're going to be talking at a core about certain things, you have to have gone through the experience yourself. Mm-hmm. And so... It's important. Right. Because... <clears throat> You know what they're going through because you've been through yeah. it. And so, and then another thing about the students, me growing up in middle, um, middle school in, in Mississippi, it's, we didn't have that many resources. So I, I get that part. We had teachers who were just there. I get that part. And I know the whole social thing, the social world and all of that. I get that part. So I want to be there for them and just help guide them. And we have to get these babies in high school, graduated, and into a college. Or if not in college, a trade, like something, something skillful. So I'm just trying to play my part. My grandma always said, if you're going to complain about something, 
you better do something about it. And I'm just trying to fix this little educational system and mental health in our black schools, black and brown schools. Yes. So. Yes. And for the people that put on the red jacket, <laughs> like, why? And we can all go around the table and share this. Yeah. Why do you serve? Mm. Andre, how about you start? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hijacking Hell your podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I serve because I believe it is important to... Like, invest in the future, mm-hmm. which is the young people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that... Dang, Chantel, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Because I know that if I don't do that, who will? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's... And that's that's really that's really my reason. And just to really like I experience so much joy with the students on an everyday basis and I want them to have access to those opportunities, those resources that they need to succeed. And that's really at the forefront of why I serve because like I truly believe that investing the time and energy into these young people will be worth it and they're going to do some amazing things and I can't wait to see what will happen. Oh, I'll go. Um, (laughs) This is Robin. The reason why I serve is because I believe that all students deserve a fair and equal education. Um, this for me was, you know, what about that? We look at the high students and we look at the low students, but what about mm. those students who fall right in the middle, who are doing what they're supposed to do mm. to get by, and we're just overlooking them because, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're on task. So me recognizing that I was that kid who sometimes often got overlooked. And now I can not only pay attention to, you know, of course, my high and low students, but making that safe space for that, you know, for that middle ground and bringing attention to them and praising them as well and making sure that I'm addressing the needs of all students because all students deserve education mm. right. man that was <laughs> y'all took that one I think what I know pretty sure 90% sure <laughs> that I serve for I serve for hope because I see the hope in these students' faces. I saw the hope in my kindergartners. I see the hope in fifth graders, eighth graders. I see hope in these children. I see aspirations. I see motivation. I see big dreams and big talk about those dreams. Mm -hmm. And 
seeing their light in their eyes when something does excite them about their future is amazing. But also by me going through predominantly black schools and then being awakened, going to a PWI university, it's like, okay, I, I kind of see how the world works here. I kind of see what I'm graduating, trying to figure out, okay, what to do in life because, mm-hmm. okay, yes, I got this degree. Yes, I went to college. Now what am I going to do? And we've been so programmed. It's like school, 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 mm-hmm. school. And I'm you're learning you. all these subjects. And once we get into the real world, we like, wait. How do my taxes, Mama? What I put on my taxes, um, Mama? How do this, Mama? Mama, Mama. Exactly. And I started because our brown and black communities, we gotta just uplift one another. We gotta keep encouraging, baby. You can be anything you want to be, and I tell my students that all the time. Yeah. Your life in this world is basically in your hand. Yes. Whatever you want to do is in your control right now. And I serve because I want to be that voice in their ear that's constantly motivating them and let them always let them know always, 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 always be humble, stay motivated, and keep pushing through because baby. It is. It's a tough world. It's adulthood. <laughs> it, it got real for me. <laughs> so I can only imagine years from now when they reach that point. Okay, I'm going into college. Ooh, I graduated college. Ooh, I got to find a job. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I'm just trying to be an example, especially for my black girls at school. I'm just trying to be an example for them. Like, hey. I've been through similar situations like y'all, single mother raising two girls, barely had any money for some stuff, but we still pushed through. I still graduated. I still did this. I still did that. But yet I want better for you. So that's why I serve. I just try to, they motivate me. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's all I can give them is motivation and some sparkle. Right. <laughs> well, that was a very I feel very full. After. Do you? Yeah, I feel very full. Yeah. Like um you know, I, I learned that through city year, you know, you can pick up um a lot of skills and it's helping you grow a whole Google. lot as well. <laughs> uh, just making sure that you know, you keep yourself Mm-hmm. together so that you're able to serve and give 100% Most to in the schools. So I really do appreciate you coming. Yeah. Thank you for Thank having you, Chantel. me. <laughs> really appreciate that. Great conversation. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, you could come back on if Robin will let you. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, I back know where she stays. Yeah. I know where she stays. Back on a podcast, so... 
Definitely yeah. love loved what you brought. Yeah. Yes. And if you're a listener out there and interested in an experience that will change your life and help change this world, consider applying to join next year's core in New Orleans. You can learn more by visiting cityyear.org. That is C-I-T-Y-Y-E-A-R dot org. And join us for our next podcast. Yep. Peace out. Thank y'all for having me. Mm -hmm.